You're listening to the Unconventional Creative Podcast, where we celebrate living life outside the lines and forging your own path to happiness. We are the dreamers, doers, and trailblazers of the world. I'm your host, Brooke Taylor, creative biz entrepreneur, world wanderer, nostalgia enthusiast, and aspiring author. And here's the show. Welcome back to the Unconventional Creative, everybody. Today's guest is coming to us live from her van, I'm assuming. Yes. (laughs) Emma, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you today. It's going to be really fun. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do. So I am Emma Ghost. It's not my real last name, but that's what I go by. Um, I'm a traveler. I'm a photographer. Those are the two primary things that I'm out here doing right now, Um, but I'm just a lover of exploring the world and all creativity, Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you today about creative stuff. All of it. It's going to be so much fun. Um, Tell us about that creative journey for you. You obviously didn't start in a van, so where did this come from? How did this all start for you? A van or creativity? Creativity. You know, how did it all come to be? I've always been a pretty creative person. Um, I've been a dancer since I was two. So that's always kind of bled into my life. And it's funny when I think back to my childhood, because photography has always sort of been there um, as a creative outlet, but I've never really considered it a serious thing until the last few years. Like my friends and I growing up, we would, you know, make funny videos as like a way to just hang out. And then as we got a little older, we would conceptualize like fun photo shoots to do. Um, and that that's what we would do when we were hanging out. But it was never something that I thought could be my career or something that I felt like was was really who I am. It was just kind of like a fun thing. Um, so as I got a little bit older, I started to really love it more and dabbled a little bit more. Still not really taking myself very seriously as an artist. <laughs> I still struggle with that a lot. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got in the van, it kind of just catapulted me into being inspired a lot more regularly by my surroundings and then by a lot of the rest of the community that's, you know, part of the van world who are already always being creative. And I don't know, I just picked up the camera a lot more frequently just because I was seeing so many beautiful things around me. And then it kind of just snowballed into people being like you should do this more and I'm like okay I guess fine (laughs) yeah and then I just I'm the kind of person who uh and this is something I'm working on but I I very much like pick up a new hobby and then kind of just throw it away after a few weeks like thinking that you know I definitely did buy like a whole like weaving set at one point and I was like this is gonna be my new thing I'm gonna weave stuff and sell it and like I think I weaved like three things and but photography for some reason is just one thing that I just have never gotten bored of so to me that tells me like okay you should continue pursuing this because you're weirdly like not bored of it after so many years of doing it so yeah that's basically where my whole creative life has come from photography is much the same for me um I've done it forever I was that weird kid that brought my digital camera to parties yes And (laughs) and then um I bought like candle making stuff a few months ago I made candles 
I don't make mm-hmm. candles anymore. Like, <laughs> I do that so bad as well. I did leather work for a while. Like I made this little guy. And, oh, that's cool. And I bought a laser because it like <laughs> laser stuff that's on awesome. it. That's awesome. But like, I'm the same way. I think being multi-passionate, like, is that a word? Multi-passionate. It is we, now. <laughs> we, um, <laughs> we want to explore those things. And I also think there's nothing wrong with exploring those like, creative avenues even if it's just like a brief moment of joy in your life so be it you know we'll always have those absolutely hard and fast things we fall back on like photography for you obviously yes I actually that reminds me like a few days ago I heard this quote and it was so like affirming to me it was something like we focus so much on like things that are failed, if you try something for like a few months or a few years and you don't follow through for like your entire life, it's considered like a failed endeavor, which is so stupid. Like you should be allowed to just experiment and say, I want to try candle making for a couple months, whatever. I had a good time. Like I don't have to be a professional candle maker for it to be like a successful thing that I did. You know, it's just, I think something we're conditioned with in our capitalist society we're all like how can I monetize this exactly (laughs) I'm not allowed to enjoy anything I have to make money from it that's the rule yes sadly money is the root of all evil so yes indeed indeed. (laughs) um let's talk about the dirtbag files a little bit and where that idea came from for you yeah, so the Dirtbag Files was a combination of two inspirations. One of them was Humans of New York, if you've seen that or like heard of that. Love it's it. It's a super cool, yeah, like photojournalism project where you just talk to random people and they kind of just tell their life story. And that's always been a, an account that's really inspired me. And then being around all of these amazing people all the time who live in vans, like, everyone is so different yet kind of the same and everyone has a really cool story and is doing things just a little bit differently than each person. And so I wanted a way to kind of highlight how cool these people are and what they're doing and their thoughts on life because a lot of the van community is very introspective and they have a lot to say. And I think a lot of what they're like learning and working through in within the van microcosm is applicable to like the entire world and other aspects of life so I really just wanted a place to like highlight rad humans and show what they're doing and then I think for the van community it's become kind of like a celebration of of how cool we all are and how unique we all are and just like how diverse the community is and then for people who aren't in the van community it's a way to see like wow there's so many different ways of doing this if you are wanting to join the van community and that's something that you're thinking about but you're kind of bombarded with like you have to get a sprinter you have to do this you have to you know it's a cool way for people to see like wow there's people like me out there who want to do things differently like there's people I've I've uh, highlighted who have like reactive dogs and people who have disabilities and it's so cool to see the comments below being like oh my god I have a disability and I really thought I wouldn't be able to do this but this has inspired me like that is what's cool about it to me like that is so cool worth it it makes it like worth it yeah I was like an immediate follow for me I found you (laughs) literally like last week and now we're already on a podcast call but whatever (laughs) um I like found your dirtbag files account I think through Holly Priestley 
Mm-hmm. Because she shared your thing. And um, she's actually going to be on the podcast too. Going to be super fun. Oh, yeah. Love but, Holly. Yeah. She's super sweet. Um, but <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so cool. I love reading. I love storytelling. Like mm-hmm. that aspect of it is so cool. So you're doing a great job. I love it. Thank you. I really tried to like make it not be a stressful thing either because it's so easy on Instagram and social media to be like, I need to be posting all the time. And I really don't want it to turn into something that stresses me out or I feel like I have to, I have to post on a schedule. So I've been really trying to just like, if I find someone cool who wants to do it, cool. If I don't see anyone for a month, also cool, whatever. And that's a very, like, that's very on brand for the nomadic community anyway. Like, you know, I might not post for a few weeks. It's cool. Sorry about it. We'll get back into service when we get back into service. It's totally fun. (laughs) What fills your creative well besides that community? I know that that's probably a huge draw for you, just like the people you're around all the time. So how do you maybe find other ways to fill your creative well? I think... A lot of my inspiration is just nature. I love going on hikes and just taking photos of nature. I don't like promote my landscape photography as much as my other work because it doesn't necessarily pay the bills, but I kind of like that about it where I'm just able to like appreciate it and just do that for my own self. Um, And then beyond that, I have a lot of my peers are just really, really inspiring to me. Um, I'm always trying to like, maybe a little bit to a fault, try to get to like a higher level. And um, I always have people that I'm watching or following that I feel are where I want to be. So I'm always like striving to reach that next level. Um, I think if you want like names, I wrote a couple people down who are like really inspiring. Yeah, go ahead, share them. Yeah, great. There's a there's a photographer named India Earl. She's very oh, loving yeah. stuff. Yeah. Her stuff is really inspiring to me because I love that like vintage look um and just how like emotional and evocative it is. So her stuff's really inspiring and it's kind of my like color palette. And then there's a guy named Cliff Cliffy. <laughs> it's like underscore, underscore, Cliffy, underscore, underscore. And I'm like a little fangirling right now because we've been like messaging back and forth. And I'm like, oh my God, Cliffy thinks I'm good. <laughs> His landscape photography is like out of this world in my mind. And it's really inspiring to me. So like, that's just, I don't know. I, I think that it's cool to just kind of like, stalk people and be like wow like I really like that I really like that and kind of like pick things that I like from different people and incorporate that into my own work like I always tell people to just copy people until you find like your Your own own style yeah yeah because all art is derivative you know so like I'm just gonna be let myself be inspired by all those around me and my landscapes and light I'm really inspired by like different lighting and stuff like that and just allow it to kind of direct me in a way that I feel is right if that makes sense yeah I think that's awesome I think I think we should all be comfortable with finding inspiration from other people I think sometimes people get a little weird about it and they they think that they're copying or this but there's like no such thing as an original idea anymore truthfully like Mm -hmm. it's been done for thousands of years most likely in one form or another so like keep doing your thing keep being inspired don't let the comparison game like kill you inside absolutely and you can always put your own spin on things too like you know find one part of something that you think is really awesome and then 
you you are gonna make it different because your perspective is gonna color whatever you create anyway so yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not done by you then it's not the same so definitely awesome. yeah <laughs> perfect um what about finding community on the road I think a lot of people who want to solo travel or do van life are scared to be alone for so much of it or worry about meeting those people that you connect with so let's hear how you meet people out there so I think I have kind of a unique uh, story with that because I was lucky enough to, I left in my van like January 1st, 2020. And I drove like immediately to Arizona from Connecticut. So I like booked it down there because there was a van life meetup that I really wanted to go do, um, RTR. And I was super excited about it. So I made it there in like 10 days and I was just like thrown into this community like immediately. So I never really had like the, like a lot of people say, Oh, I had a year of meeting nobody, you know, like I, I didn't really have that. I was very lucky. Um, but I have spent like months at a time just completely by myself and it's really great as well. Um, but yeah, my biggest thing, if you want to meet people on the road is go to meetups. Like that's the easiest way if you're, especially if you're not really into the social media thing and like sliding into people's DMs, trying to say hi. Yeah. Um, the meetups are there for that reason. They're, everybody there wants to meet new people. They want to connect with the community. So there's a lot of meetups that happen all over the country, like on East and West coast. So um, that's the, the biggest thing. And then if you are social media savvy and you want to do that, it's a great way. I've met a lot of people through just following them and then being like, Hey, you're like an hour away from me. Let's hang out. You know, it's, yeah, it's a lot smaller of a world than you think it is too. Like the van community is really weirdly small, even though we're spread out over like countries. So everybody knows yeah. everybody like weirdly. It's very weird. Like every <laughs> person I meet, I'm like, okay, let's follow each other on Instagram. And then I see like 20 mutual friends. I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> we're just friends I, now because, you know. Yeah, I guess, we're, I guess we're best friends immediately. Yeah. <laughs> but I think like for the most part, and especially as the community gets larger and larger, it's easy to just like see someone in a parking lot and you're like, well, they clearly live in a van. Like I, Like some people are open to being talked to just out, you know, out of the blue. But I think in terms of like creating a good, like stable community of people, I think the meetups are the best way to go. Cool. Do you have any recommendations of like companies to look for for meetups or like groups or how do you find those? There's a really good website that I'm totally blanking on now, but I'm pretty sure that if you just Google like list of van meetups in 2022 Mm -hmm. it's a website that every year they like compile a huge list of meetups all like everyone that they're aware of they just put it on the big list and it's by date um so that's been really helpful that's how I found out about RTR and stuff um and then the only ones that I've been to are RTR Descend and uh Schoolie Palooza but like I've done you know smaller ones here and there with my friends just on and off but those are the ones that I've been to that I really liked. RTR is cool because it's free, but it's also not like organized in any way. <laughs> so there's no like central area where everybody camps. It's all kind of like you just find a group and you join the group. Um, Descend is like a paid event where everyone's in the same spot. So there's there's such a wide variety of types of meetups you can go to depending on what you're looking for. Um, 
I think Descend is like a really great place to start if you, you know, want to check out what the whole Nomad community is really about. Cool. That's awesome. My- <laughs> Perfect. That's great advice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you have a project you're dying to work on? Um, this could be like in your current line of business or something you're thinking about for the future. I don't know how I would ever make this happen, but that's okay. I've always- we're, we're about big dreams. <laughs> I've always dreamed of like doing a documentary film or like an indie film. Um, I've always been into film, which I think is a great like companion to photography. For sure. I fantasize about being like the director of photography on an indie film or something. Like oh, when yeah. I go to the movie, I'm like, oh my God, like these shots are beautiful. Like, how do I become this? And I think it would be really cool to do something like that or even like shadow someone who's doing that just to learn because I I have made videos, but it's not like my primary uh, you know, medium. Yeah. 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 And I've never used like a fancy movie film camera. So I don't know anything about that world. And I think it'd be really, really cool to do that at some point. Um, so yeah, that's something I've always dreamed of doing. We'll see if that ever pans out. Yeah. What kind of like, what subject do you want to cover? Uh, okay. Well, when I first moved into the van I kind of had like a documentary film idea to do sort of what I'm doing with dirtbag files to kind of like just highlight nomadic humans of all sorts um and then also I thought like of using my my like travel privilege to be able to like highlight issues of Native Americans and stuff like that um but again I just don't know anything about documentary filmmaking so I would I feel like I would need more like a crew to make that happen so if anyone listening knows how to yes. do that, hit her <laughs> hit up, hit up. Emma up. We're going to make films. Okay. That would be really cool. Yeah. That's super cool. How do you balance that work life while you're on the road? I know that so many people struggle with this. Yeah. It's weird. Um, especially <laughs> because it's weird, especially because I like have never been my own boss before now. Ooh, so what I've did you do before? Had- it's it's super random well I've always worked at like clothing stores as like a teen and early 20s um and then my last like three years of employment before the van I worked at a lens crafters if you have ever been to a lens crafters which was like the most random job like I had never even seen an eyeglass prescription in my life but I just worked there and I learned everything about eyes and about glasses I don't know it's like a weird thing that I know everything about now but it was really fun party yeah, trick like, I could probably tell you what kind of glasses you need <laughs> yeah exactly and I could fix your glasses if they're broken <laughs> yes yes um but yeah before that I was always like you know I had a set schedule I was going to work and that was my life and so it's been like a weird transition to not have to do that and um in some ways it's really nice like I can you know decide if I want to work today or not but I also have to decide to work (laughs) like like okay you know you've spent too many days playing it's time to work um and my brain is definitely one of those brains that I have my laptop open and then I'll like get an idea and I'll like google something else on the side and then like a notification will pop on my phone and I'm like oh what's that like I'm very much like (laughs) it's like a ping pong ball that's me too exactly let me do 75 (laughs) things at one time yes I think like the the easiest thing for me is to force myself to like sit down somewhere. So I usually will just go to a coffee shop and work because I feel like 
if uh, it's weird but i feel like if strangers can see my screen i'm less likely to be like like looking up dumb shit <laughs> like i need to just stay on track like it's the same as going to the gym like if i'm in public i'll work out and if i'm like in just doing a workout outside my van like i'm going half ass and i'm, I'm like no anything. yeah <laughs> but yeah but I feel like it's like I've gotten into a good rhythm after like two years of being like okay it's been like two or three days I need to go and work or this this and this but I enjoy having like something productive to do because I don't know I feel like in the beginning of the van journey if you start living in a van you're like wow like I can do whatever I want I'm like my life is so free and then after a while I started feeling like I wanted a little bit more structure in my life so I kind of enjoy having like certain tasks I need to do because it gives me a little bit more like yeah structure yeah I have worked for myself the last five years as well and I'm not nomadic yet but um I, I feel like I need structure. If I don't have a list of things I need to do, I won't do any of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I have all these things to do. I won't do any of them. So I have to like give myself a list, good list yes. of, or structure of some sort. So yes, structure is good. Even though at first, I think that's what we all rebelled against when we wanted to work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We didn't want anyone to tell us what to do, but like yeah. now we have to tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to come from inside the house. And I'm like, oh, I have to like hold myself accountable. I have to do things, but I love a good list. I am a big list person. L- list girl. Yes. Sometimes I do things, then write them down and cross them off just so I feel Same. Like it feels so good. <laughs> I know. I'll write down like stupid things too. I'll be like, make myself breakfast. Did do it. this and this. Yes, yeah, so just so I can cross it off and be like, damn, that feels good. It feels so good. I'm accomplished yes. something today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was there a moment in your life when you just woke up and you were like, I would like to live in a van? How does this happen? You know, like for like I've wanted to do van life for a long time. My parents are struggling with it. Um mm-hmm. and I'm I'm 28 years old, but like listen, they 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 struggle. <laughs> but so I'm trying to tell them like people do this. It's it's not that weird <laughs> anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But like, how how did it come about for you? Well, first of all, I just want to say my parents are supportive, but they were like a little bit like what? <laughs> and then when I and they were like, we're not helping you with this. We're just gonna like whatever. And once I showed my parents like YouTube videos of other people, they were like, oh okay. Like that was like the, my dad was like, oh, there's actually people doing this. So -hmm. that really helps them. But for me, I think it started like pretty young. I think when I was a kid, for some reason, I just really wanted to run away. Like I have notes that I wrote as a child being like, I'm bored of my life. I'm running away. (laughs) Like So dramatic. And my mom was probably like, what the hell? I think like, this is not super surprising to them that I'm doing this. Um, I've always really loved travel. And I was always really jealous of kids that got to move around when they were kids, even though like that's not the ideal scenario for a child that I was always like, well, I get to start over. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, as I got into high school, I really like romanticized the road. Like I read like On the Road by Jack Kerouac. I read um, Into the Wild. And I read a lot of those books that were like of the beat poet era. And I really was like, wow, it'd be so cool to just like set off, like see the West, like hop trains. Like I really romanticized that life. And um, 
I got really into like the hippie culture as well in high school. And I remember like fantasizing about having a van, like specifically so I could put a bed in it and sleep and take naps during school, like on my free periods. So I go in the parking lot and just take a nap. <laughs> For some reason, I didn't connect like, oh, I could drive it other places. I was just like, no, I want to take a nap in my van. It, like I was so tired. Hilarious. <laughs> but then, like, then I kind of just like, got into more like fashion for a while and I was very much like I want to live in a city I'm going to become a fashion designer just like you know like I said just like another thought I had for like a year I was like oh this is going to be my life I'm going to go to like a like a university in London I'm going to be like a high fashion person so that just kind of like fell out of my mind for a while and then I had like a, a relationship for a while we lived together and then it just wasn't on my mind and then like at through the end of that relationship I was kind of like oh I'm thinking about this again for some reason it's just coming up and the relationship was sort of fizzling out and I said to my partner like hey this is something I kind of really want to do before like potentially settling down somewhere like would you want to do that and they were just like no so we were like all right well (laughs) see ya (laughs) cool so then I just like bought the van and I I took a long time to build it out like I bought it in 2018 and I didn't leave until 2020 so I kind of like really just took my time and continued working full-time to save money but yeah I just was like let's pull the trigger and buy this van and like see what happens and yeah it's felt like coming back to like my high school mentality of like yeah I just want to be free and see things and travel and have my whole house with me and not have to continue going back and forth home and back you know so cool that's yeah. super cool where is your favorite place you've got to go so far I think overall my favorite place is the Pacific Northwest I love 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 Washington it's like one of my favorite places I do love the desert but I just spent like five months there so I'm a little tired of it I think if I were to settle down somewhere it would absolutely be somewhere like Washington where it's like romantic and rainy and the trees and the mountains like I love that area I think for my birthday this year I'm going out there so well if you're gonna be there while I'm there let's meet up yes we'll do podcast part two in live version (laughs) I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that my obsession with the Pacific Northwest is not because of Twilight oh we're not gonna (laughs) admit that but we're admitting it yeah I mean, it's not a lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely I have a vivid memory of me sitting in this very room. This is my childhood bedroom. I'm crashing <laughs> with my parents right now. Nice. And I have a vivid memory of me sitting on my bed over there and crying, sobbing while reading Eclipse. Yes. <laughs> and my mom walks in and she's like, what are you doing? Are you crying? She was like, <laughs> she was so perturbed that I was crying over this book, a vampire book. But yeah. yeah, it's so good. I have a vivid memory of like deep in my like, you know, teen angst. We went to like a holiday celebration with my family. And instead of like socializing at all, I'm just in the other room, like finishing this book, like start to finish. And people would come in and try to talk to me. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm reading like- about Edward and Bella. Excuse me. Excuse me. Go Excuse away. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you go to Forks? I did go to Forks. Oh my god, yes. And it was so magical. Like, I fully just was like, let's go. Inner child, we're gonna play today. I drove around to, like, every single 
everything. I went to the high school. I went to La Push. I went like everywhere. And I was That's just like the fuck out. I was so <laughs> excited. I was like, I'm going on a full shameless tour of this town to fulfill awesome. my childhood dreams. And That's it was awesome. it was wonderful. <laughs> That's the best part about your lifestyle, right? You can have weird days like that where you just oh, there's funny. whatever you want. <laughs> Funny of weird days. <laughs> How do you handle people disagreeing with your lifestyle? That is their problem. That is not my problem. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I feel like some people are like, you're a hobo. You're um, giving up your very middle-class lifestyle for what? Your parents work so hard, you're throwing it away kind of thing. So I was just yeah. wondering if like, if you do anything to combat their opinions or you just let them roll? I don't really care. I think like a lot of the people who are criticizing are either like low-key jealous or threatened that you just like did something different with your life or they don't understand that even if I wanted to go buy a house, like I probably couldn't because the economy and like the government are terrible and we're not paid living wages. So like, I can't like, you know, this is as much as it's like a fun um, trip to get to see the world. Like it's also probably my best option at this point. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Um, like truly I own my home, which is cool. You know, I don't pay which a rent. lot of people can't say. Yeah, exactly. Like I have a new backyard every day and there's definitely challenges that come with it, but I'm very grateful to be able to continue keeping this up and to feel like I have a place in this world. Um, Yeah. I'm kind of getting away from what my original thought was, but I just think like it comes from a lot of prejudice and not understanding or just refusing to understand why someone would choose this and some people don't choose this and it sucks that those people especially have to be like berated for something that they didn't even really want but they're making the best of um I'm lucky to not have that be the case but yeah like I said if I decided I wanted to get a house right now I definitely couldn't so like in a way I am like kind of married to this right now um yeah, I think people just need to be a little more open-minded. Most people are. I found that like 90% of people are really sweet and just genuinely interested in what you're doing. And most people are like, wow, I wish I could do that myself. And I'm like, you can. You but, actually can. <laughs> you actually can, but it, whatever. Do, do whatever makes you happy. So um, what is, what's next for you? Like, what's, what are you planning? For the rest of the year? Um, yeah, life, I'm, year, whatever. Yeah life oh god I'll just stick to (laughs) I don't even plan like months ahead no um (laughs) I'm definitely heading north I'm in Salt Lake City right now and my partner and I are heading north to Idaho and then to Washington and I think we're gonna stay in Washington for probably the whole summer um like usually we move around a lot but we're really feeling like wanting to slow down a little bit and also really wanting to just explore Washington more because we're just so obsessed with it. It's so beautiful. And like I said, we spent a lot of time in the desert, um, basically since like Thanksgiving till now we've been in the desert. So it's been a long time. Um, and then possibly going to explore some of British Columbia. If we get the chance, I really would love to see some of Canada and 
I've heard great things. So yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. You definitely should. Oh, I will. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. I will totally send them. Where can listeners connect with you online? So you can find me on Instagram at emma.goes and you can find me on TikTok at emma.goes, no period. They wouldn't let me put a period in my struggle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, TikTok is where I do like a little more informative slash shit posting and Instagram is more of like my serious photography work. Um, or you can find me on my website at emmagoes.com. And if you're looking for a photographer to capture you or you and your partner or you and your friends or you and your dog, <laughs> I am your gal. Perfect. <laughs> that. Amazing. I will link all of that in the show notes. And it was great talking to you today. It was so awesome talking to you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're loving these episodes. Your reviews help more people find the unconventional creative and build our community. Until next time, creatives, keep living outside the lines.